In a world full of noise and confusion, it's hard to focus on what's really important. In a culture where religion has become a grab bag of ideas, the precision of language is necessary for the proclamation of truth. This podcast is dedicated to that type of precision. I'm not sure what we'll talk about each day in this podcast, but you can rest assured that as our thoughts and questions continue, we will search the scriptures in order to know the truth. So let's get started. Are you listening? As you've noticed this week, we've been talking about the authority and the efficacy of the Bible. Today, we're going to show that the Bible actually is our source of joy. Now, joy is something that we all would say that we want, um, but joy is not something that we always have, or at least that's what we think. See, there's a difference in the emotion that we feel and the joy of the Lord that is shown in Scripture. As a matter of fact, you need to recognize that joy is not just something that is possible— Joy is a command. It is something that God says we will do and that we should do. And in that sense, I believe that it is something that God gives his children. Now, I understand that this is complex in some sense philosophically because what we think of as joy in our culture means that we're happy and everything is fine. The Bible actually promises a lot of pain and suffering. The Bible says that those who live a godly life will be persecuted. The Bible even teaches through Jesus, his teaching, where he says he came to bring not peace, but a sword. That means that who he is and what he says, the gospel that he preaches and the word of the Lord actually divides people in this life because Christ says in the Bible that he will bring division. Now back to joy. Joy, as I've just said, is a command. Joy is a gift of God, and many verses come to mind. As a matter of fact, Paul tells the Thessalonians, the Philippians, the Ephesians, and the Colossians to rejoice as a command. The psalmist is full of commands to rejoice in the Lord and be glad, to rejoice and worship God with a glad heart. But 1 Peter chapter 1 is one of those texts that pop into my mind when we talk about the joy that we have in Scripture in comparison to the sorrows and the trials of life. Hear the word of the Lord in 1 Peter 1 verse 3 where it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with a joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now, if I had a few hours to exposit this text, it would be a great blessing to me because I love going through this particular passage of Scripture, and I most assuredly love to see the joy of the Lord found in his gospel. But in a quick few seconds, I want you to see what this text has. I would encourage you to go read 1 Peter chapter 1 so that you might see it for yourself throughout the day and this evening. But it says that God is our Father, who is the Father also of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that His mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope. See, hope is 
incense tied up with joy, for sometimes we think that we've lost our joy when we feel hopeless. And the Bible there says that our hope is tied to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And in seeing Christ raised from the dead, we have been, as Paul would say to the church of Colossae, we have been qualified to the inheritance that belongs to the saints in light. And so this inheritance is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. So in comparison to everything else this world has, we see that the joy of the Lord, that is the gospel, who is Jesus Christ, and the finished work that he's done, proven by his resurrection from the dead, it will never fail. It will never perish. It will never be defiled. It goes on to say that it's been kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And in this we rejoice, no matter that we have trials and grief, but we rejoice in the finished work of God, in the power of God, in the guarding of God, in the preservation of God for His people through faith for salvation that will soon be revealed in the last times, in the last days, in the day of Christ. So we have our joy that's not tied to this world. It's not tied to our relationships. It's not tied to our finances. It's not tied to the prestige of this life or to our job or to our career or to our public image. It is tied only to Jesus Christ and the sufficiency of his work and his good news that he satisfied God's justice, that he satisfied the, the, the qualifications and uh, of the covenant of grace. And so we have nothing but rejoicing in the midst of this. Even when we have trials and we grieve, we rejoice. And I like how Paul says this, that even though we love him and we do not now see him, we, we believe in him and we rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. That means sometimes our joy is hard to express. It's hard to tell people that we're happy even though we are joyful in our grief because this joy is filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of our faith, which is the salvation of our soul. So when we look at everything that takes place in this life, we can rest assured, beloved, that those who are in Christ, those for whom Christ died, those who have faith, that His work is sufficient for eternal life, We have the joy of the Lord even in the face of death.